back to the soul of everything. Today I'm going to talk about the three dimensions of color that I see the human energy field in. And why that's important to you is because this is the information of your life, past, present, and future. That the emotions you have, the thoughts you have, the sounds in your environment, the sensations in your body, even the pain and the illness that you have is actually your soul speaking through these three dimensions of color, trying to steer you towards the life that feels the most like you. And so I'm going to give you some tools in in deep meditation in this podcast episode to help you feel each layer of your human energy field so you can experience the information of your life, past, present, and future, and live a life that feels the most like you. So if you're interested in that, stay tuned and let's dive in. Okay, so as I mentioned in the last podcast episode, I first started seeing these colors around people most vividly when I was 12 years old. It was September 11th. I started seeing someone darker than the dark standing in my doorway, and that was my entry point into then seeing these colors coming off of people, seeing angels as these big color fields, seven or eight foot color fields. So my attunement in this life is color. Even when I paint, it's all about color. So even before that, as a kid, I would see these little light orbs or colors spark out of people. And I thought it was just like my eye was like a camera and it was playing tricks on me. Like my eyes were not seeing things right. Because this isn't talked about in public schools in the suburb outside of Detroit that I grew up in. This wasn't common knowledge, even though my family was into all of this kind of stuff, spiritual uh, stuff, auras, people who had passed away, the metaphysical. So when I was 12, it just became undeniable. And when I started to see these colors, I've been trying to reverse engineer what they mean, what they're doing, why they're there, and what they're trying to communicate. And my instinct has always been to just ask them directly. So instead of looking up what green might mean if I see it around someone's face, I just ask that color what it wants me to know. So that's my first suggestion. I'm gonna go into explaining each dimension of the energy field, but I want you to know that anything that shows up in your reality, whether you see colors like I do, or it's an angry person, or a little message from nature because something falls in your path, or an emotion that you have, especially a tough one like anger or grief, terror, panic, sadness, I want you to get really curious about what it wants you to know, what it is. Because everything in this universe is part of consciousness. Everything that you can see, every part of history, 
everything unseen, so all the people who aren't here, still part of consciousness. Like they've passed away, but they're still part of this greater universe. So that means if everything's consciousness, everything has a soul. That's my experience. So when I was young, I would feel the soul in trees, in the leaves, in little bugs. It was hard for me to kill anything. I didn't want to do harm to anything. I still don't. Because I recognize even cement and concrete, fluorescent lights, <laughs> some of the harder frequencies for me, those are still points of consciousness. Those are still souls. Even though we don't think about them as living and breathing like us, they still have an awareness. So approaching everything like it is consciousness is a really helpful way to feel like the universe is a friendlier place <laughs> than it can seem on earth sometimes. And getting really curious without abandoning your sense of center and self, just because something has a sense of truth, doesn't mean that yours is any less or more important in the universe. It just means that, hey, here's another part, another piece of the universe that's coming into your path for some sort of mechanism, some sort of interaction, some way to get you closer to your soul. Everything around you is doing that right now. So if you get curious, it gets exciting. Okay, so in the last eight years or so, again, I've really been obsessed with how do I have these psychic experiences? How, when I was three or four years old, did I sit down with my dad to draw a house because my parents were looking to buy a new house? I drew this house with a circle driveway, with two pillars leading up to a walkway to the front door, with the garage on the right-hand side and two windows on the left side of the house. And my parents ended up finding and buying this house within a year. So how is it that these things stream through us? That's always been my fascination. And doing a lot of energy healing and readings and meeting with people intimately in meditation I started to see these patterns and how I was getting information and where it was coming from. First of all, I noticed that with people, all of the information of their life, past, present, and future, exists in their body right now. And it's coming from their body. It's not coming from outer space. I used to think everything was kind of outside of the body. But the body is constantly giving off every piece of information. It's like people think about the Akashic records, that it's the truth of all of time. Each little person walking around in a body has their whole universe, their whole lifespan, every possible choice they could make hanging out just in that vessel, which I thought was fascinating when I realized it was all coming from the body. And even this first layer I'm going to talk about, the most outer layer, the aura what people know is this kind of aurora borealis projection mood ring happening outside of the body with these changeable colors. It's projected out from the body. So it's still coming from the body. 
So I thought that was fascinating as over time I started to notice, oh, all the info that we need about this person's life, about their the reason they came here, about what they're going to do next Sunday, about the conversation they had when they were five years old with their mom, about something that felt bad to them. It's all coming from the body. So in the next episode, I'm going to talk about how the body knows how to heal itself. So definitely tune in for that one. But this is the most exciting thing to me, that past, present, and future is happening right now inside of you. And of course, there's different layers to how you can be functioning through that. So with more awareness, if you treat your emotions and your thoughts and your body sensations and your environment like it's information, like it's parts of you that are trying to keep you in walking abundance, walking manifestation, walking healing, right? Then you can really, really live a life that feels the most like you, and we can live in a world where everyone feels the most like them. So the first layer that I've noticed, and I'll tell you some stories around this, is the aura. So the aura is, like I mentioned, a mood ring. It changes colors constantly with our moods, with different conversations we're about to have, with things we don't even know are going to happen before they happen. So if you're really tuned into your aura or somebody else's, it's kind of like the things people think about as psychic, which is, oh, I'm reading your mind. Yes, your active thoughts are in your aura right now. And for someone like me, I can feel those thoughts happening as they're happening, as they're emerging from you. And I can translate them directly in some cases. So five or six years ago, I was doing a festival and doing readings at a festival for the first time. And someone sat down, someone I'm still connected with now. And I was passing my hand over her back, which I noticed in people that the back of the body tends to hold the deepest truest, most interesting stuff. The taboo stuff that we push down, but also our greatest light. So I'm passing my hand over her body and I get to the top of her head and I'm talking through all of these different things that I'm feeling with her. She has this business where there's two or three other people and they work together in this collective to make empowerment items for people to wear. And she's like, oh my God, how do you know these things? So she had this motherhood-focused clothing and accessories brand with two other people. And then when I got up to her head, I was telling her, well, you hate money. And she's like, how did you know I just had that thought? So that was an interesting one because... I was in her aura to hear that she hates money and was actively thinking that at the moment I was talking about it related to her business, related to how hard it felt to keep the business together, to be a mom, to do all these things, and to appeal to the right people who really valued what she was putting out into the world. So 
at that same festival, someone walked up and I passed over their stomach and I think it was actually the front of their stomach. And I said, I don't know, other than I'm getting peanut butter. Okay, I'm <laughs> getting peanut butter. And she said, yeah, I just had some right before I walked up. So I hadn't seen her eating or anything. It was just something that was in her energy field because she had just done it. The other story that comes to mind, when I worked at the psychic shop in Livonia, someone came in and I still wasn't that sure of these different dimensions of the energy field. So I would just open myself like I was just this sponge, this permeable thing. My energy field would be huge. And I would just try to feel into any of the stuff that was there. This woman came and sat down. I was in the last room, the one that's closest to the door. And I said, I don't know what it is, but the Grand Canyon is really important right now. And she's like, oh my God, just two hours ago, my cousin and I were talking about the Grand Canyon at lunch and how we really want to go. And so the aura is cool because it kind of shows the last 24, 48 hours and the next 24, 48 hours. So it tells us these things that are really more in the immediate realm of time. And it tends to, again, give off the truth. So everyone in their body is giving off the truth, no matter what they present, no matter what they're doing or saying to other people. And even if you're not like me, everyone is actually feeling the truth, who you are, what's going on in your life. And that's why they might be consciously or unconsciously responding to you the way that they are. So if you think you're hiding anything truly, the truth always comes to the surface. <laughs> so it's always eventually known, even if it takes hundreds of years. I find things are really fascinatingly slow on earth compared to what I'm used to metaphysically. But the important part is, is that the more your internal and external world are the same, are transparent, match each other, like you extend the internal world to the external world through your actions, through what you're saying, which means when someone asks you what's going on in your life, you actually say what's going on in your life. The first thing that comes to your mind and they may or may not want to connect with that, but that doesn't mean to stop sharing from what's true for you. Even if it's the hardest time in your life. And if you have been around me, I'm the kind of person that I want there to be public displays of the hard stuff just as much as the good stuff because that feels genuine. That feels true to the human experience. Having grief openly is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of true depth of love and appreciation. It's a timeless thing. Grief comes with being alive because we do have a start point in this life and we do have an end point. And it's hard because we're also these timeless beings on a soul level that stretch across the entire universe as this beautiful color field. I'm going to talk about the soul in a couple minutes here. But life is ephemeral. Impermanence is the thing that's happening here and it is happening, seems like, in the greater universe too. There's some realms, like the angelic realm, which I'll talk about more in another episode, where time 
feels a lot more stabilized. The state that you're in doesn't feel like, you know, you come and then you die. It feels to them like I am doing this job of my soul forever. So we are in a interestingly vivid, very romantic place as humans. It's an ultimate love story of being born, having all these sensations, interacting with all these different dimensions of life, feeling it in this full, dense body, and then having to be done at some point. So getting back to the human energy field, this is why it's cool to relate to your aura. So your aura is the stuff that's projected out from your body, that's changing, that is current. Let's go to the next layer. So the next layer is your chakras. This is the more meaty part of your body, the energy points, energy centers, people call them. So there's a specific color frequency that seems to be happy in different parts of the body. And that means to me, when I see people who are in a state of complete alignment and health and I'll talk more about the soul and how that comes through as well the chakras look like dark reddish brown at the bottom of the feet and then at the base of the spine they go from red up to orange yellow green light blue indigo purple and then white at the very top of the head so what I notice about the chakras is they tend to be the information of life that is like the last 12 months of your life and the next 12 months of your life. Sometimes it extends into, oh, four years from now, this is what you're doing. If you have a really strong stream of consciousness that you're working on and you're moving in that stream. But for the most part, your body in these you know, meaty parts like your knees or your stomach is really giving off the information of this past year and what's going to happen in this next year. Especially as you make different choices, the more conscious a person is, so I guess I would say the more aware someone is, the more there'll be different pathways. Like, oh, you could choose this and be in Ecuador in eight months, or you could choose this and you're going to be quitting your job and going to Hawaii instead in four months. That does happen. Those are really interesting people to me. A lot of people, though, are walking around. 80% of the people that I've sat with have a pretty strong stream of consciousness that makes it easy for the body to be like, in September, you're going to have a job change. And it's going to look like you moving from more corporate kind of things to more art-related things. This is where the artistic stuff is going to come in. The body is so freaking accurate with the stuff that's going to happen in life. So one of my favorite stories, and I always tell this, so if you've heard me tell this one, it's just one of my favorites, so you hear it again. <laughs> so I was sitting with someone, and I was feeling into her stomach, her solar plexus. So that would be this yellow frequency, if everything's in the right spot. And I said... 
you're going to go to San Francisco in like six weeks. And she said, no, I'm not. (laughs) She was like, I have no reason to go to San Francisco. I don't know what that's about. And for me, of course, talking about the human energy field is one of the things that feels the most like me. So if you listen to the last episode, the thing that feels the most like you is also the most vulnerable. It feels taboo in the place that you grew up or the parents that you have. It's extremely scary to put yourself out there and then to feel like not only were you vulnerable, but you did it wrong <laughs> or something isn't quite right about how you're expressing yourself or didn't connect. So I remember feeling a little bit like, oh God, I'm not doing my job very well because this person had come to me for a tarot reading and that's how I was uh, pulling this information from the chakras without realizing it was coming from the body at that point. So I said, you know, I really think it's going to happen because your stomach, which is what had happened in the tarot reading I was doing a chakra reading so it was coming from her stomach (laughs) it was literally the card for her solar plexus was about this trip and she's like okay so she called me five weeks later and she said you are never gonna guess it was in like all caps that she sent me a message and then got on the phone with me right away she said you're never gonna guess where I'm going next week and I said San Francisco and she's like yeah (laughs) so Her company was based in Seattle and was looking at getting acquired by this company that kind of popped up out of nowhere that was based in San Francisco. And so it was a very small company at the time and her and the other four, three or four main members of this company were basically going down to San Francisco impromptu to just see if it was a good deal to be acquired by this company. So I knew it was work-related. I knew it was San Francisco. I knew it was six weeks because her body told me that through the tarot card, but through really just emitting that energy. And at that point, I was the most comfortable reading cards that were telling me this story that the body was giving off. So the chakras are really powerful because they have such a good sense of time. And whenever I say the body knows before the mind does, I'm always thinking about the chakras because it's almost scary down to the day, down to the time sometimes. So one other story I have about this is I was doing a reading for a friend. And again, I was still using tarot at that time. I don't find tarot as as grounding as I used to because now I know that the, the information is just coming from the body So before I used to have to, when I was transitioning, pass my hand, like I said, over the back of the body when I was talking about auras. But now I just feel my eyes go into these spots and interview these different parts of people, whether it's the aura, the chakras, or the soul. So I was doing a reading for my friend and I said, it's the very, very, very end of August that you are going to leave the place that you're working and it's going to be gnarly. It's going to be really scary, tough, but you're going to get out and whatever legal stuff comes out of it, it's going to be 
in your favor. Because that's what the cards were telling me. So this information was coming from her chakras. I did not know that at the time. And we stayed in contact. And it didn't seem to make sense to her at the time. So if you're out there and you are practicing trusting your intuition, which is, intuition is the thing that I'm talking about. It's feeling the truth of people, places, and things coming off of them and trusting that you know what's going on. You know what's really under the surface. You know the truth, okay? If you're practicing this, no, I used to think, I'm like, oh, I'm not good at predicting. I can tell what people, in an empathic way, their emotional state, but I'm really not good at knowing what's going to happen with people. And I was, it just was really scary to lead with this stuff and for people to have no idea what you're talking about when you talk about it because again the body seems to know before the mind does and it's just because we're conditioned the way that we are to think that our emotions are in the way of productivity that physical pain isn't a message from the soul trying to give us everything we want but only because we're in pain are we able to receive it because that's part of the conditioning that we received, right? So I told her this stuff. She couldn't really see how it was going to happen. And I believe it was July when we were talking. I said, it's like, I don't know, a month, five weeks, something like that. It's going to be the very end of August. You're going to leave this job. All this truth is going to be revealed. It's going to be really nasty. There's going to be legal stuff. Sure enough, that's what happened. And she said, on August, at the very end of August, last day of August, she's like, I just put my, my notice in. I'm, I'm leaving. And you're so right. She's taking legal action and all this stuff is happening. And I said, it's okay. It's going to work out in your favor. It's just going to be hard in the process. So that was a really cool experience to be able to support her through because she was a friend of mine. And so it was really important that it wasn't just about, oh, you know, we got the right information, but about this human being who's having an experience that their body was already aware of before it came. This is why I want you to get curious about emotions and thoughts and body sensations and even things going on in your environment because all of this information is streaming through you and you can know it. You can feel these things about the people, places, and things you're interacting with before it all happens. And it's not to try to control reality at all. It's so that you can do what feels like you and feel really confident in that even when life is handing you complete shit and it feels really bad. You can know that it's actually trying to give you the deepest, most true expression of who you are. And it's not supposed to be painful. We just feel pain when we can't do what feels like us and feel like people want us that way and feel like that's enough. Okay? So... The chakras are these really cool resources. Again, we don't use them to try to control and manipulate reality, past, present, and future. 
we use them so that we can do what feels like us and move through the world in a transparent way, in a way that's way more in alignment with the next layer that I'm going to talk about, the deepest layer, which is the soul. So the soul is driving everything all the time. All the other layers are just trying to catch up. Before I go to the soul, the one last thing I want to mention about the next episode that will come out is that every time I see disease, discomfort, any sort of tough emotion, anything in the body, it's because one chakra is in the place of another, which I find so fascinating. So when people have migraines, I'll often see, you know, in the headspace, it's supposed to be this purple indigo kind of color. And I'll see yellow up there and I'll be like, what's that doing there? (laughs) No wonder there's a symptom that's coming up that's emerging through you. No wonder there's a pain because the part of you that's supposed to be in your stomach, which is where yellow lives, is up in your head. So I found when I was really starting to explore the, the human energy field that all I had to do was really be with the colors that were out of place because that's where the big quote-unquote releases would happen when it was acknowledged it would move back to the place that it is supposed to be in and then the person would still have to go out and take the action that keeps it in alignment so when we hold stuff in that's really genuine to who we are that emerges through us like we hold in feeling um, crying if we hold in even love or I've been walking around recently feeling like oh I'm really in a trail of people and things that are paying it forward that are doing random acts of kindness like it's very vivid I've noticed it a lot if we hold in the friendliness that we have just because we're trying to defend ourselves against the past experiences we've had where people aren't open to our friendliness or it's an unsafe situation right If we hold back who we truly are, then that's how the chakras get out of place. (laughs) So it's almost like part of you that would just normally, on a deep, true level, say, I love you. If it doesn't feel like it's going to be reciprocated and there's all this, you know, tension around it, it's not feeling good, and you hold it in, that part of you is going to go somewhere else in your body. And that's why it feels uncomfortable. And that's why you might have chronic pain or you might manifest a... um, particular bad loop of thoughts or illness but even that discomfort is trying to resolve back to your natural state of health and abundance and healing okay so when those things do arise when we're having crazy problems with our car when our body's hurting when we're going through intense emotional pain anxiety depression any of these things the best thing you can do is go to the place where it is, where you can feel it in your body because it's coming from your body, even if it's a quote-unquote emotional issue, if it feels like one of these things that's outside of you or whatever, even if it's a relationship, you can go to the part of your body, you can just ask your body, like, where is, where am I feeling this? Where is this connection point? Where's the connection point to the person I love who's passed away right now? in the base of my spine right now I just checked in so you can go to this part of your body you can just be present and listen try to get to know it ask it some questions so 
The chakras are really important for this reason. I'm going to go to the soul now. But listen to the next episode for stories around pretty interesting, I would say, metaphysical, miracle, kind of body healing, emotional healing, long-term trauma healing. Because we went into the chakras and let them move back into the place where they allow the body and the life to heal because it's really good at doing that your body knows how to heal okay the deepest layer my favorite layer the thing that I've really focused on a lot in the last couple years especially is the soul so when I see the soul I see it in two colors it's at the back of the body between the heart and the stomach at the very back of your body in that space. I'm not saying that this is empirically the place where the soul sits, that it's just like that for everybody and that's where it is. That's just where I see it. So when I have people go into meditation or I do soul readings, this is where I go in the body. And that's why I always invite people to go into this place because that's where I know that it hangs out because that's where I see it. So that would be a great start point for you. If you're laying down before you're going to bed, just letting your awareness drop into your back body between your heart and your stomach. Just sinking in to that place. Feeling what it's like to be this part of you. So a little meditative moment for you when you get to it. The soul doesn't take effort to get to. It takes release, surrender, relaxation. So each of these layers of the human energy field that we're talking about, more accessible when you're doing what feels like you, because that's when you're most surrendered, that your internal world is your external world. You're taking actively what's going on internally and turning it outward in the most vulnerable and true, deep way possible. It's very simple and very scary in the world that we live in because everything is a little bit backwards right now. But this is why we access states of quote-unquote greater consciousness when we go into meditation, relaxing our body. When we go to sleep, we dream, we're relaxing into our body. We're letting ourselves be all the way in the physical thing which actually connects us the most deeply to the universal thing so if you're like me and the conditions that you were around made you feel so foreign and alien growing up that you didn't want to be in your body because it didn't feel safe if you felt like you had to go out of body to see a greater perspective or in some ways to escape what you're around. Your greatest spiritual tool in this life is your physical body. And the deeper you go into it, and the more you relax into it, and the more gravity takes over, the more trust that you have as you drop in, 
I'm going to tell you, the easier life is going to feel in the sense that there's, you're not going against the grain. You're not going upstream. You're going with the stream of your soul, with the stream of consciousness that you came with. So the soul, when I see it in these two colors, I see these two colors stretch all the way across space. So you imagine a big open night sky, you know, go into space. And then the soul is just this huge color field that stretches on literally forever across the universe. So that's what's happening in the back of your body. (laughs) You are a portal to the universe, the greater universe, the deeper you go. So the soul being these two colors, I think I see two colors because I'm a Gemini. I like duality. I think that when I see these two sides of the self, I also see how interesting it is that they might come together because sometimes the two sides of you are very different. Sometimes they're very on the same page and you're a super specialized person in this life. But in each color, which I interview the same way, I ask you to interview the stuff around you, get to know it, the stuff inside of you, like your emotions, your thoughts, your sensations. I ask the colors what they want me to know when I see them. And so when I look at these colors, they'll show me scenes from the person's life. If I'm doing a reading for someone, or if you go into this space, you're going to see scenes from your life, what you're doing, very tangible physical activities, the locations on the planet that you're at, how you're operating the people you're around when you feel the most like you. So I love going to the soul level because it shows me why people actually came here. And yes, the activities and locations and the other things are often the things when I tell them to people, they're like, oh, but that's so easy for me. Or, oh, how could I, how could I truly accept that that's just what I want in life because it feels so natural. If you're like me and you come from the Midwest, there's a value around pretty being tough on your body, working hard. There's some sort of elbow grease kind of, I don't know how to describe it, just feeling like life has to be rough and tough and tumble. I would say that it already is. You know, by nature, we fall down, we scrape ourselves. like doesn't feel good. You know, I don't really like getting injured or getting sick life is hard enough we don't have to add an extra layer of hard it's not noble to destroy yourself to destroy your body it isn't means that you're not doing your assignment from the universe because when you are doing what feels the most like you it might crack you wide open there might be a lot of intense emotions there might be grief around not doing it for a very long time all the times you held back coming to the surface to finally just, you know, move that energy and continue life in what feels like you. It might also, when you start doing it, like I described in the last episode, might not be in front of the people that want you that way. And so that's hard too, but I guarantee you there's 7 billion people on the planet. Even from a mathematical probability standpoint, 
you are for so many people that you probably don't even know yet and you will know as you do what feels more like you and you don't let people make you feel like you can't be that thing because <laughs> you it's your life force I could say you have to be it but it's your life force life is not supposed to feel draining I grew up thinking that that's what was good that's how people functioned everyone seemed to be harming themselves to some degree to be a good person and that's really not true not on a metaphysical level so when I look at the soul when you experience the soul you're going to experience your timeless nature but you're also going to experience what makes you feel timeless people call it the flow state all these things when you're here on earth and it is very tangible so there's very specific climates that people's bodies like some people are really attuned to dry places i looked at someone's soul i was doing a clubhouse reading for someone it was just a mini soul reading and i looked at her soul and i said it's arizona specifically right around the flagstaff area sedona that kind of that kind of area and she said i just moved there <laughs> i said well good for you because you're doing what your soul came to do just by being in that physical place so that was a really exciting one i get really excited when people are doing what feels like them because i know how hard and vulnerable it can be to do that but how great of an offering just doing that in your own life is to every other person on the planet energy that's here on earth but also consciousness every other point of consciousness in the universe it sends out a signal that says hey you have permission to everything else everyone else to do what feels like you too because this is what i'm doing i'm going to act as me this unique piece of the universe so that was a really fun soul reading i've done so many soul readings over the past couple of years and I want to try to pull some really specific good moments from those. So one of my favorites, which you'll see little videos on my Instagram about, and a longer video of all the best moments from his soul reading was for Michael. It's on my website. If you go to the soul readings page, you can watch his 15-minute best moments of his soul reading. He... On a soul level, immediately I was feeling rainforests and it felt very much like South America. And I was feeling this extensive full, like we're gonna do, it's almost like you'll own land and you're gonna do medical type testing on this land. And there's something about this place that's really quiet and silent and away from the city and you're going to bring people here for healing. And when I moved forward in his chakras a little bit in connection with this soul related activity, it was clear that there were three other people that were involved in this project. One was an indigenous woman and two 
other people were men. One was the funder and one was kind of an idea person. And he was so thrilled because all of this was in the works. All of this is what he's been working on for the past two years. And these are the people that are the players. One indigenous woman, two other men. And I told him because I, I always ask, again, I'm interviewing this soul. I'm interviewing this part of him. And I said, what's going to be the greatest challenge? I asked the soul, what's going to be the greatest challenge with this? And the frequency was red, this kind of deep red color. And I'm like, okay. So I interview this red color. Red resonates at root chakra. Root chakra seems to be associated with early childhood, finances, survival. So yes, there's some stuff we notice about, like patterns we notice about each frequency of the chakras. Or when people have a yellow soul color, it seems that they have similar qualities. You know, all the yellow soul colors I've talked to. But I interview each one uniquely because that's what you do when you love something. That's what you do. You listen to understand. You don't just put them in a compartment or a box. Um, And in order to find patterns, you have to collect data. And so I'm just interested in collecting the data of every single yellow soul color uniquely. (laughs) In this case, this red color was saying funding is going to come out from under you. Funding is going to be an issue. And he's like, wow, we have everything lined up. Like, that doesn't really make any sense. So again, please trust the things that you feel and know and let time unfold because intuition is all about context. Location and timing are the factors that are fluid. Intuition is truth feeling the truth of something so even if you don't have the timing right or if you're not looking directly at the thing that's happening it might be happening behind you (laughs) it might be happening two rooms over it might be happening five days from now but your intuition wasn't wrong it just had to find the right context So that's what we do when we practice this intuitive stuff is that we know the body's telling the truth. We know that the emotions and the thoughts and the sensations that we're having and even the stuff in our environment is telling us stuff. And then the more we listen into it, we really get to refine what the context is. And we stay open because then it becomes a scavenger hunt with the universe. Oh, I don't know when this is going to happen, but I feel really strongly. And so okay, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens next. It's like a choose-your-own-adventure book, but again, it's not about controlling reality. It's about being able to receive the gift of who you are staring back at you because you're doing what feels like you, which puts you in this fluid, psychic, past, present, future, no barrier of space and time state. It allows you to feel like you are forever, even in these small, finite moments of life that do eventually run out. And it allows you to just notice and be recognized by the universe, which is the best feeling in the world. Because the things around you, when you're doing what feels like you and you stay in that state consistently and you let it move you, 
are going to see and feel you the way that you see and feel you. But even more brilliant in your blind spots where you haven't even noticed how beautiful you are. That is a secret to life. <laughs> that feels very real. I'm listening to myself say these things and I'm like, yep, just a great reminder for every day. I mentioned in the last episode that that's how Portland feels for me. It's one of those places where when I look at it, it seems to really look back at me and know me the way that I'm feeling and knowing it. It feels like looking in a mirror. It's pretty amazing. So the soul is driving all the things. If you are resisting doing what feels like you, that's why stuff comes through the chakras and the chakras move themselves around (laughs) so that they can conspire to get you what you actually are and a reflection of that value anyway. And the same thing with the aura. So when I see people, this is a great example. You watch certain people sing and there's just a magnetism to them. And you're like, I don't know what it is. It seems so natural to them. It comes out of them. And it's because they have it on a soul level. And if they're doing it, they're being really brave. So that's where we live in a more compassionate world in this uh, current and future state. That's why I'm putting out this podcast. I want to live in a more compassionate world where doing what feels like you is the currency of life. And we respect the fact that when people are doing what feels like them, it is so vulnerable. So even if it doesn't make sense to us, we allow the feeling that's coming off of them and the respect that they're doing the thing to be part of the way that we interact with them. So a lot of times people will get fixated on, oh, the singer is just so good. They're just good at singing. And it's like, they're doing what they came here to do on a soul level. And it's really important when you get down to the nitty gritty of it, doing what feels like you is important and doing it the way that feels like you is the most important because if you're like me you'll feel self-conscious about not only doing what feels like you but doing it the way that feels like you sometimes until you settle a little bit more into yourself so for me i it was felt like i painted really slow when i was in art school i was not fast at what i do but i'm really I really love and put so much care into every single feature and every tiny speck of color in a person's face. And when I do that, what emerges feels almost metaphysical because I am capturing someone, their essence, their soul, and bringing it through something 2D. And I know that through time, but I was made to feel in art school, like that I wasn't that good, that I should be faster and stronger and, you know, use these techniques to get there. And I really had to undo a lot of that because the culture we live in wants the immediate instant gratification. It wants fast, fast, fast. It wants convenient. It wants to skip steps, take the shortcut sometimes. We all have this in us. That's why we've built it up into a society. But when we really do justice to doing what feels like us and doing it the way that it feels like us, when that singer is singing, it's not just that they're a great singer, it's that they're doing what feels the most like them, the way that feels like them, 
And your body is waking up and remembering, oh my God, I want to do that too. My own version of it. I want that too. It's the most magnetic state that a human can be in is to do these things. Okay. So I always make the joke that, you know, some people are here to pet dogs and juggle poop and (laughs) anything you can imagine. There's a human here to do that thing. And we can start to create a world around that. Instead of making people compartmentalize themselves into stuff that they're really not for most of the day, right? It's not about just having a job to make money to survive. Let's get creative here. Let's do what feels like you, and it's going to feel like the biggest risks that you've ever taken, but it's almost like when you jump and all of a sudden you hit the water and you're like, oh yeah, that was so fun. That was it intuition and doing what feels like you are related in that you get to know why after you don't get to know why before (laughs) when I tell people things and they don't relate to them in the moment a lot of times I'm like okay I'm curious what's going to happen next and I get to know why after and that's why I've had such a great track record with timing with all of these different things with predicting quote-unquote predicting this is available to you this is available to all of us when i take people into meditation they regularly see things that they didn't know were coming but then all of a sudden it's like oh i saw that i didn't i saw that building and i didn't know i was even going to be working there two months later So if you haven't caught the gist of the soul, the soul is what you want to get paid for in this life, (laughs) the soul activities. And it's going to feel, of course, like, who am I to have such an easy time in life and do the things that just feel so natural to me and let people exchange with me. But that is the highest function or exchanging with other people in general. So if we move into a world where money is not the you know, predominant currency, doing good deeds and doing what feels like you is the predominant currency, which is what I'm interested in economically, then doing what feels like you is enough. And it's going to be enough. You just have to be in that stream of consciousness to benefit from it, which means you have to do the things So again, my invitation in every episode, maybe, (laughs) definitely in the last one, is to ask yourself in every small little moment, what feels the most like me? And get curious about all the stuff that is streaming through your mind, your emotions, your body sensations, your environment, everything that it's trying to tell you, because it's trying to give you information to get to your soul. The soul is the only shortcut. It's not a shortcut, by the way. But it's the simplest, most abundant state. It just feels like walking through hell sometimes to let it emerge. Let it be the truth. And that is because we grow up in conditions that are opposite of what our soul came to do. That's just how it seems to work. So, I love the soul readings. But most importantly, I love when people go into meditation and go into the soul, the chakra, the auras... Um, their aura and we get to really explore the information of their life so I want to do a little mini drop in 
I'm going to check in and see for those who are listening what's the most important oh we're going to visit hmm we're going to visit root chakra I'm like oh we did a little dip mini mini dip into the soul earlier but I want to dip into the root chakra because apparently that's what we're needing if you're listening at this moment that's where your greatest power is so I want you to just start to feel aware of the bottom of your feet starting to notice your ankles your shins and your calves Starting to notice your knees, your thighs, feeling your sex organs, your hips, starting to notice your stomach, all your internal organs, intestines, liver, Ladder. Starting to notice your spine, the very base of your spine, and every vertebrae moving upwards. Starting to feel your lungs. Your rib cage. your heart noticing your shoulders your neck your throat starting to feel your arms and your elbows your wrists and the tips of your fingers starting to feel your jaw your ears your cheeks the inside of your mouth Feeling aware of the bridge of your nose, your eyelids, your eyes, and your eyebrows. Starting to feel your forehead, each hair on your head in the very top of your head feeling what it's like to be your breath as it moves through this whole body system you are your breath 
and you move through this whole body system. No part left behind. Every version of you in each cell, past, present, and future. connected through space and time in this universal way in this finite figure and form staying open and curious to any thoughts colors memories images sounds any emotions, pain, anything happening in the body, anything that arises, just taking it all in. Starting to notice your root chakra located in your pelvis area. Starting to feel your pelvic bone and bowl. Getting curious. This part of you feels, senses, knows to be true. Starting to look out from your pelvis What do you notice? What arises when you're here? Sinking in a little deeper without judging, fixing, interpreting just being fully present as you look out from your pelvis noticing what's here
starting to ask your pelvis, what do you want me to know? What do you want me to know? Wherever you can feel the most awareness or response in your pelvis, go ahead and place your left hand on that spot. Placing your left hand where you can feel the strongest connection to your root chakra, to your pelvis, where it's transmitting. Continue to ask your root chakra What do you want me to know? Using your eyes to see. Using your hand to listen into this part of you. Really listening to understand. Asking once more, what do you want me to know? And noticing anything that comes up. Asking one last question of your root chakra, your pelvis. What action do you want me to take to connect with you? What action do you want me to take to connect with you? Staying open and curious to anything that comes up. Staying with this a few more moments, what action do you want me to take to connect with you? saying thank you to this part of you. Remembering that you are the universe. Your whole body 
returns to the earth when it's done here. But while you're alive, you are of the stars as well as an extension of this place, nature itself. As you say thank you, just starting to release your hand from its supportive place on your body. Feeling yourself once more as your breath moving through your whole body system. Feeling brave to do what feels like you. Bring the things to this world that only you can. Starting to come back slowly into the room that you're in and the present moment. Coming back gently by wiggling your fingers and toes. Starting to come back to the present moment, the room that you're in. Making bigger stretches, cracking your neck stretching your legs and your arms, waking yourself up gently to the moment that you're in this place. And when you're ready, coming back fully the present moment. So spend some time writing or reflecting, talking, drawing about what came up in meditation in this little exercise. One of the things I've found about this meditation is that when you say out loud to another person what you experienced internally, it starts the movement of magic and creative energy in your life. It's that thing about taking what happens in your internal world, even if you don't understand it at the time, and moving it through your external form that lets the soul be the leader in life that it already is anyway. Just gets 
you that shortcut directly to the good stuff. So what seems to happen when you share this stuff in meditation, cool things might start to show up in your life. You might have seen something in meditation that was about your past, about what's going on currently in a relationship or a job, or about your future that you don't even know will meet and greet you in a day, in a month, in a year. So stay open and curious. Say it out loud to another human being today. And start to stay aware and present of how the good stuff, the stuff that reflects exactly who you are and the value of it right back to you, is trying to get to you. So I hope you go out into the world and even when you're by yourself, you do what feels the most like you, you do it the way that it feels like you so that we can live in this beautifully harmonious and peaceful world where everyone feels valued for exactly what they are. If you want to work together, I have some space to do regular deep dive meditations to experience all these different parts of your human energy field as information about your past, present, and future so you can be the art that you came here to be. You are art. You are a unique signature in the universe that no one else will ever be, can ever be, and you came here to earth at this time to do the things that feel like you, to reset the balance, not only of earth, but the entire universe. So if you want connection and support and exploration in that, we can do that together. Get in touch with me about six-month meditation packages or year-long meditation packages. We'll build something custom for you where you can be your most creative, abundant self in this life. You can trust your intuition. You can understand any emotion that comes up and what information it's trying to give you about the people, places, and things that are for you and all the things that aren't for you <laughs> that are for someone else. Really helpful to know what's not for us at the same time that we know what's for us, right? It's kind of part of being human. We get to try stuff on that isn't really us or for us, and it doesn't feel good, as it turns out. And we really know that, and so does our body. It knows before we go. So if you're interested in doing that, we'd love to talk with you. You can go to my website, www.chelseamcloudschultz.com, and onto the contact page. There's so many ways that we can get in touch via email, via Instagram. You can send me a text whatever works best for you and we can start making a plan how to incorporate this into your life what's gonna look like the best most supportive thing for you I do hear from people that this kind of work is better than the therapy and it is my deepest passion to see and feel you on a soul level and help you recognize yourself and move through the world in that way 
other than that, let's share time together in this life. If you're interested in doing Love Never Dies, the Psychic Portrait Experience, in that container, we will hear from your past loved one in your daily life. Make sure that you feel the direct line of communication that is always open with them and recognize how their soul is giving you a hug, is showing up and growing and changing alongside yours. And in that process, we bring through their essence a little bit back into the physical realm through their portrait. So if that sounds interesting to you, again, go ahead and go to my website, check out what people's experiences are with this process. It's going to help you live the life that feels the most like you, which is what your past loved one wants for you, as well as feeling that access point, knowing that the soul, the person you love who's passed away is just one breath, one moment away, that they're always with you. Again, I wish you a day that feels the most like you, and I will see you in the next episode.